Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Fontana, Lipset, Head Coach Tony Ursland uh, here uh, coming to you on a Thursday morning instead of our typical Wednesday taping. It's been a heck of a week around the Purdue Athletics Complex, so appreciate everybody uh, uh, being flexible with scheduling. Um, and, uh, you know, you as the viewer, hopefully you know, uh, know no different. We, uh, <laughs> we've got some wrestling to talk about, guys. Had the home opener last Sunday, Coach, and... Uh, and we've got three more duels coming up this Sunday that we're going to get in the weeds on uh, in, a, in a little bit for sure. But uh, first, let's talk about that that Ryder result. I know it was not what anybody wants, obviously. Um, but, but Except for Ryder. I think Ryder probably wanted that. Yeah, Ryder was pretty happy. We, to yep. be frank, we yep. don't care about Ryder. Um, <laughs> right. But, but, right. No, but, our, our no. thoughts are not in, in thinking about, about Ryder uh, at all, are we? No. Uh, but no, I mean – just straight from a, a learning experience, like the, the result is not what we wanted. Nobody's certainly happy with that. Um, but I think you just, you got to figure out how you move forward, right? That That's what it is at the end of the day. And then you got to look at where and how we, why we landed at that point, you know, and I think six, seven new kids in the lineup, right? So there's a lot of opportunities for new guys, first times there. Yeah. And and they probably encountered a lot of situations that maybe they didn't see, like like 33. You know, Dustin Norris was up big. Uh, well, not big, but he was right up there 5-0 at one point. He was in control. Yeah, gave a key reversal away at the end of the second, 5-2, got a little sloppy. And things kind of, you know, that switched the momentum where he gave away some easy points to his opponent and he found himself in a, in a, in a, in a dogfight, you know, at the end. And so I think that's just a good opportunity, right, to learn, hey, you know, you've got to wrestle each situation the best you can, never looking ahead, just trying to secure a win or hold on, right? And that's really, you know, I felt like that was going on too much. Like he needs to keep doing those things that help him get that, that 5-0 lead. You know what I mean? And and he got away from that and he got away from the game plan a little bit, just trying to hold on. And and he saw how that match can get away from you. Certainly, you know, he's going to be better from that. He's he's going to learn and he's going to going to grow from that's his first home dual experience. You know, another one that I what I would say is just from you know thinking about mentality and how situations affect these kids is that heavyweight. You know, we we know that if he pins we can still win the duel. Well, now all of a sudden, him, instead of, you know, Hayden Copas going out and thinking about executing certain ways, he kind of put the cart before the horse and he just went after being overly aggressive, thinking I got to get the fall. He got out of his game plan. He walked into a big hold and, and he got pinned, right? So those are just different ways where, you know, young kids in their first time in the line get tested, you know, in this sport and, and, and they're going to be better. They're going to learn how to keep their focus and execute their game plan, not put the cart before the horse and shut down and just try to secure a win before, you know, before you have it. And that's just a, a few of the situations I think that happen out there that, that I'm confident we'll learn and we'll grow from as a group. And obviously the, the, the other plus side is you'd always let, rather have that in the beginning so that you've got time to grow and develop and be better. And, and I'm certain we will from this, you know, and, and the other thing too, is you can always say this is, uh, you know, we've got some guys, you know, that, that look to be joining us um, in mid December as well, that I think will add to that lineup as well with this roster and, and team's going to look a little different as we go. So, you know, not happy it happened. Nobody in that locker room was, but I think, you know, where we're at is it, it's, it's a learning grow and let's put our nose back to the grindstone and be ready this weekend. 
Um, you know, Tony, what, one thing that's really hard to do um, after a loss like that and after a situation like that is, uh, is, is find the good things. Mm-hmm. And of which, you know, we did have some. Obviously, we got we got four wins in the duel. Yep. Uh, Matt Ramos came out on top at 125. Kendall Coleman got a win, 57. McCartney yep. Parkinson had a had a had a decision victory at 74. Absolutely. And Ben Venadia in his first home duel went out and got a major decision. You look great. Um, what yeah. were some yeah. of the what were some of the high moments for you with with those guys and what they were able to do out there? Well, I think um you know, the, the leadership or the execution of their game plan um, kind of showed through for both um, Ramos and, and Kendall, you know, at 57. I thought those guys went out and they looked the part of experienced guys who have talent, understand what they need to do to make matches go their way. And so I was happy to see kind of what that experience and, and what that looks like. And that's good for our guys to see, um, you know, Ben Venati, as you said, um, you know, he he was he found a way to points put a guy on his back had some good attacks I, I liked what he was doing with his with his hand fighting there's progression there so yeah and and Parky um and McCartney there at 74 yeah I guess so everybody listening understands who I'm talking about you know was <laughs> was it was, was a gutty was a gutty win he had to gut out uh, a situation there he came out got a, got an early takedown and rode tough but but had a kid who was working hard in the match trying to make it go his way and he had to respond so again to your point a lot of uh positives and even positives for guys who who did did lose right like Dustin Norris, I'll go back. Like he looks sharp early. You know, this is just a, a matter of him learning how to execute down the stretch. He's got great skills. And again, there's still positives that he can pull a, as he moves forward for everybody. So again, I, I think you're right. You got to pull the, the good and then go back and correct the areas of concentration where you, where you need to be better. Well, and with Dustin, I mean, he- Richie Kohler's a good wrestler. He's ranked for a reason. He's a two-time NCAA qualifier. I mean, Ryder, yep. Ryder's lineup was full of guys that that yeah. were high quality. So, yep. you know. There's no doubt. And, and right, and, um, you know, we always focus on us. But props to Ryder. They did. They showed up and they wrestled tough. And as you mentioned, they have some some good quality kids. There's no doubt in that lineup. Okay. And, and so, hey. All, all we can do now is, is is learn from this and move forward and be better. And and I'm I've liked the response this week. That's good. You know, we we've we've been working hard about correcting mistakes, watching film, and 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 even just you know, away from the technical, kind of the mental aspect of how you want to approach competing. So that this weekend, I expect to see guys handle situations better. And, and that's the awesome thing. It's three matches on the day. We're going to have a lot of situations, a lot of different looks. So I am, I am excited to you know see these guys compete multiple times on the day. For our young coaches out there, Tony, and people that, you know, and it's not even, this isn't even exclusive to wrestling. You know, you go through a duel like we had um, last weekend and really easy for your first impulse and your, your response to be anger. And to, you know, frustration, you know, being really upset with the guys and, and, uh, you know, a little fire and brimstone in the locker room, but that, uh, that definitely wasn't your approach and it definitely wasn't the staff's approach. Um, I guess one, like, how hard is that as a, (laughs) as you know, you're a competitive person, like, obviously I know, I know you were upset, 
Yep. Um, but you know, and and why? What what is the reason to to not go that way? To not you know lose your mind on your guys? Yeah, there's there's no doubt. Um, I think first of all, it's it's my belief in the team, right? Like I believe in what they're doing. Uh, I, I believe in their talent and I believe in who they are. And that belief doesn't go away because of, of, of a single match. So, you know, Hey, I know who you are as a person and you're looking at, you know, 10 guys represented you that night and you know who each of them are and how they're training and how they're working. And so that belief doesn't go away. So you still have that. And then it's, it's early and a lot of new faces in that lineup. And it wasn't like, hey, they didn't care. They weren't trying. You know, right. they let they didn't handle a situation, whether it be technically or even just come from a from a competitive standpoint. What you need to focus on to execute. You know, we can be better there, and they'll they'll work hard to fix. It. Like that's where where I come from, and because I know they they will be good down the stretch. Hey, you don't want to lose that early over one bad performance, right? Now I'll, I'll tell you something. And this is just, I don't expect this, but in terms of coaching, you trust and your belief doesn't go away because of one. But now if you see something over time, hey, it's a, it's a different approach, right? There are, there are habits that we have to work hard to change. And what I'm seeing out there, I can't call it a habit. We saw so many good things and how they competed at Clarion and how they performed and how they got their hand raised. So, hey, this, this is a learning opportunity. We're going to correct it. My belief in them is still there. And we're going to move forward accordingly. Whereas, hey, if you know we get a month in, and a particular guy is still competing in a certain way, then that's that's a different situation. Just for people out there, how I look at things, you know, then then we've got we've got habits we got to change. That's not where I'm at with this young group right now. It's hey, they're going to grow and they're going to develop. And they're going to learn a lot from this. My belief is still there in them. Uh, staying on the positive and some other things, uh, we'd be remiss to not acknowledge, uh, wrestled three extra matches after the duel on, yep. on Sunday. Uh, Boilermakers went three and oh with, with Cooper Lair, Christian White and Nate Camisholi all, all picking up wins. Yeah. And, and that's important for those guys, you know, with three matches coming in this weekend, which we'll talk more about a lot of guys going to get opportunities and weigh in. And so you need to keep developing kids. And that's what those matches are there for. Certainly they don't impact the team score, but Hey, continue to give guys opportunities to compete and test themselves and see where they're at. Really important for their growth and development and, and you're right. Positive experiences. Cause they all found ways to get their hand raised. Um, like you said, busy weekend ahead. We have uh, three teams coming to town for the Boilermaker duels on Sunday, uh, Cleveland state, Northern Illinois, and Chattanooga all coming to uh, Holloway Gymnasium for what should be a, a great morning arrest. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. Um, and and good kids sprinkled in across all of those lineups. So there'll be some, some good tests uh, all day long. And I think one point you're going to bring up, but, but I, you know, I, I, I want to beat you to it is what will be fun is those first two duels is, you know, having Devin Schroeder, who's just less than a year removed and, you know, in our first duel would be really fun to see him across the way. And then Dominic Moyer, who I had the pleasure of coaching um, at, at Nebraska, who now is a head assistant at Northern Illinois, will be there, too. So um, besides a lot of good wrestling and different challenges for these guys, which I'm excited to see their 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 development, you're, you're, you're looking forward to seeing these young guys that, that you had a hand on uh, coaching and training with for, for a number of years. I mean, since you bring it up. Yep. 
jumped the gun a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> um, you know, we'll, and we'll start with, we'll start with Devin cause we're going to wrestle Cleveland state first. And he's the more recent guy that, that everybody knows, but like, how rewarding is it as, as a coach to see a guy that, you know, you spent four years with five years with, um, you know, turn around and get into the profession and, uh, and start to, you know, continue his growth in wrestling, you know, from a competitor to, uh, to a mentor. Yeah, I mean, a lot of respect for for Devin. Certainly, he uh, he represented us with uh, with a lot of pride, and you know what I mean, in class. And so, you know, just grateful um, for for his time here. And then, you know, excited that he found something that he loves. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of work. We talk about it all the time that the coaching profession is it's a lifestyle. It's just not an eight, you know, um, you know, nine to five job or whatever. And and the guy's got an engineering degree. Right. Like he's got an engineering degree and he could be doing some other things. So I've got no doubt that he loves the sport and and he's excited about what he's doing. So that's what you really love. You know, you want to find guys when they're here, you assume they're here because they have a passion for wrestling. And that's why they sacrifice so much and work so hard for you. Uh, and now, again, he's 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 found a passion and he's chasing it in different ways. And, and the work involved is the same, though. So just you're you're happy for those guys for those reasons. Um, yeah, it'll be a little strange to, uh, to stare across at Devin on the other bench and, uh, you know, see him in, in green instead of black and gold. But, um, you know, obviously, like you said, it's exciting. It's, it's fun to, to continue to compete with them and, and, and go that route. I know we saw him at, uh, we saw him at U23s this summer out in, uh, Ohio coaching freestyle with some of those guys from, from Cleveland state. And it was, yep. uh, it was there and we, and we had to coach against him once. Yep. No, so, no. So Sunday won't be the first time. You know, and, and he learned, right. That you've got to wear a lot of hats uh, as a wrestling coach. Right. And I've had to do that in my time, starting at central Michigan, Northern Illinois, you know, then moving up through Northwestern Nebraska, right. There's a lot of different levels to this and you have to wear a lot of, a lot of different hats that he's figured, he's figured that out. You know what I mean? Yes. So um, that's fun too, though. You know, that's, it's, it's part of the learning process. And if he's, you know, sticks with it and one day as a head coach, that experience is going to serve him well. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Dominic Moyer, not his first trip to West Lafayette. Uh, Northern Illinois has been a staple at the uh, Boilermaker duels the past few years. And yep. um, definitely uh, it's been fun for me to get to know Dominic and in, in, in our conversations for getting ready for events and whatnot. And uh, just a guy, you know, he's, he's been at Northern for several years now and is, is really a, uh, making a difference there for the Huskies. No, absolutely. He's been, been a mainstay there for coach Ludwig and, uh, and, you know, respect the work those guys do. Those kids, you know, work hard, wrestle hard, compete hard. And, uh, you know, Dom goes way back for me, Oskaloosa, Iowa, got Iowa roots. Like I said, coached him at Nebraska, but you know, that Oskaloosa, Iowa, uh, connection and then just seeing him and he's a great family man and, and, and really again, loves the sport. So those are, are great things. Like, you know, we talk about a result here this weekend and, and that matters a lot. Don't, you know, I don't want to downplay it. Right. Like, you know, we play to win, we play to win here. We play, you know, that's why we work so hard at it. Um, but you know, you get a lot out of seeing these guys years down the road, do well, great family people, you know, uh, you know, good, strong professional man. Um, that's, that's rewarding too. You know, I, I take a lot of satisfaction from seeing these guys leave here and, and go other places and do well. 
Oskaloosa, I, I, I'm pretty sure that they are in the same conference as Grinnell, Tony, in, in Iowa. He's over that same neck of the woods. That, that sounds that sounds vaguely familiar. I mean, it's been a long time, but that sounds really familiar <laughs> yeah. to me. Um, the other thing I was going to – who's the NFL coach, though? You play to win the game. Which one is that? Is that a Herm Edwards? Is Dennis, oh, Herm Edwards. That's <laughs> yeah. Herm? I think that's okay. Herm. Okay. I knew it was one. I knew it was one of those sound bites, you know. Yeah, Denny Green. It was. Uh, we, we are who we, we, are who we, we thought we were. were. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna start pulling out all the the really good one liners here. Cliches. Uh, yeah, those are. Yeah, those are always fun though. I like those. So there's never never a bad time to use those. Yeah. No. No. Um. Last not least, obviously, no alumni or 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 previously coached individuals on that staff, but um. Uh, a Big Ten familiar name in Kyle Rochelle, who uh, competed and coached at Wisconsin, uh, yep. brings his squad up from Chattanooga to be the first of of two times we get to hang out with those guys this year um, as we return to the scuffle after they come up for this one. Um, first time against Chattanooga in a long time for the Boilermakers. Yeah, I was excited to get them on the schedule because, as you said, man, it, we haven't seen them much. You know, I mean, we faced them maybe here and there at, at other tournaments, but in a dual capacity, no. And and I've I've known Kyle for a long time, as you mentioned, his Wisconsin roots as far as you know, being an assistant coach there and, and being in the Big Ten. So a guy I have a lot of respect for, and I'm sure he'll have his team prepared. And, again, we just need to be ready to go out, focus on our job, and and, and score the next point has kind of been my my emphasis with the team is don't get distracted by all of these little situations that come into play in a match. Just focus on your job and scoring the next point. And when the seven minutes are done, score is going to take care of itself. Don't get distracted by by outside, uh, you know, uh, situations. Last time we faced Chattanooga was in December of 2014. And it was down at their place. Um, my other fun... Kyle Rochelle had a bunch of uh had a bunch of battles with our guy Jake Pataxel back in the day. Yeah. At 140 at 149. That was uh that was a great era 149 in the Big Ten with Pataxel. Probably a lot of scrambles in that match, too. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> every time, every time it was wild. Uh yeah. calf was then, Palmer was then. Those were there, there were some there were some tough dudes in that era. Oh, absolutely. Um, anything else about this weekend, Corey? I know you're going to be, I know you're going to be streaming some of the yeah, action. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have all, uh, all the action streaming on Big Ten Plus. Um, I can't really think of anything. Just, it'll be nice to see, uh, actually with three matches with, with three duels, how are you going to handle the lineup? Do you know yet? Is it going to be the same 10? Is it going to be some, yeah. some, <laughs> some floating? No, that's a great, out? yeah, it's a great question. I'll say we're going to weigh in a lot of people. Okay. Um, you know, we're probably going to weigh in two guys at most weights because we can, you know, from there's not, not a, a roster limitation when you're at home like that with three duels. So I'm going to weigh in a lot of guys. Um, I would expect, I'm not saying that the first duel will have everybody the same, but it should be a majority of, of uh, what, uh, what Ryder was. Okay. And then we'll go from there and we'll see. Now, now again, don't hold me that all 10 will be the same. There could right. be changes and we've still got a couple days to go. So you never know with injury or anything, but um, I think we'll, we'll basically go with maybe the same 10, see how everybody looks and then give other guys opportunities accordingly. Um, we do have some other good young kids there right. and, and 
as I said, like it's early in the year. So trying to figure out who we are and what works best will still be a focus for us. And you know, it's too early to just get locked into everybody's the same. You know what I mean? Uh, and I do want and intend to give some other guys opportunities. We'll just see how the day shakes out and where they get their spots. Makes sense. Yep. Um, you know, a topic that we, we covered heavily last week and we always like to touch on, uh, had a great signing day last week. Uh, yeah. you know, had several kids put pen to paper, to join the program. Was glad to have most of them. If not all, you know, I think we had four of the five join us on the program. Um, but, uh, definitely we're not, we're not done yet. We're not done yet for 2023. There's still some stuff moving and shaking for that class. Yeah, the you know the it used to be the signing date uh, was only open for a week, right? And you had a rush, man. You had to get everybody in, signed and approved by a certain day. And now it stayed open, and we certainly have some good kids uh, that we've continued to stay on that have taken visits. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I, you know, I think we're going to hear about another young man hopefully in the next couple of days. You know, and and we're obviously hopeful. That uh, that he he wants to be a boilermaker because we certainly feel like we've the couple of those guys that are still out there they are great fits for us and would really kind of help us you know what the next several years will be you know from a team identity and culture standpoint so yeah it's it's still an exciting time and again I hope I'm hopeful we've got some great news for people uh, you know in the next in the next couple of days concerning that so Corey I've got some I've got some numbers for for coach Erslin right here that I haven't told him yet so we we get to we get to witness the reaction together good stuff um, <laughs> coach we had 19 young men on campus this fall for official visits and whatnot and uh you have already received commitments from eight of them fantastic i'll take so, that's a solid percentage that's a pretty for good people who are wondering that. is that good that's 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 a solid percentage i'll i'll take that I, yeah, I, I guess I wanted to follow up and just kind of like, you know, that's that's a pretty good return. Uh, yes. How do you, you know, how do you feel about that? What do you attribute it to? What, um you know, what does it say about the direction the program's headed? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes me really excited, especially because of the youth of this lineup that we just talked about with a lot of new faces, you know, and, and so it means we're adding more talent to, to this young group that's going to be around for several years. So the future for this group continues to get brighter and brighter. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and you know, when just from a straight number standpoint, right? I mean, when you have that many kids on campus and we still secured uh, eight commitments and some of those kids are, I mean, well, I mean, most of them, right? They're elite to wrestle in the Big Ten, but some of their rankings are certainly elite. Uh, again, it just got me really pumped up for the future of this team. And I think the resounding thing we talk about a lot is um, they they love the the group of guys that we have here the the culture that's been established and that's standing out you know because uh com, you know uh, recruiting man is competitive just just like it is out on the mats where you're gonna rip and tear and, and and beat each other up it's the same in recruiting I mean it's a very competitive business and and so to have some of these tremendous kids saying hey you know, we really like what you have going on. Your team is tight. They work hard. They're about the right things. That's the message by and large that, that we continue to get from, from very good elite kids that have opportunities to go a lot of different places. Right. I mean, like, like okay. I said, it's competitive. And so what I mean is they have a lot of opportunities. And so to have them join us for those reasons makes, makes us feel pretty good. Not only, you know, for, Hey, 
We've got good kids coming in, but they're coming in for the right reasons in my mind. Uh, got to make you feel good and have a good place to, to, to be when, uh, when you blow through all your recruiting budget and go way over it and you talk to the administrators down the hall and tell them, Hey, it worked. Nice. See, you're letting the cat out of the bag early. Now we got, you know, Calvin and Mike or whoever might be listening, you know, um, you're letting that, you know, you save that for the end of the year. Corey, right? can we, um, Corey, can we like, I don't, we don't need to edit that out, but can we like block them from seeing that portion? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll black it out for the administrative level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Put in their emails or something to where it won't come up. Totally how this works. Yeah. Blocked users. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) There you you go. So, uh, but no, it's again, it's competitive and you, and you do, you got to run hard at these, these kids. And for a long time, right? Like it's a process. It's not a two week deal. You, you know, secure a commitment and you're done, man. I mean, we've got juniors, elite juniors committed and you're still you're still recruiting those guys and bringing in more in so it it never stops it's like oh the class is in the barn hey we can all kick our feet up you know and enjoy life that's now no there's there's always more to be done and and i, and I love that and trust you mean me. i gotta take my feet down you can't kick your feet up buddy sorry man Tell you how's he gonna show off all them new shoes <laughs> yeah exactly see tony Corey's always thinking there you go but that's <laughs> Reminds me of one of my favorite movies. He always be closing. It's always like, be closing. Never stops. Never yep. stops. Yep. Glengarry Glen Ross. Glengarry got a got a Glengarry reference in here. Yep. Yeah. See you two movie buffs, right? I've not seen that, but oh, you guys. Brother, I'm going to send you a video clip. There you go. When we're done here. It's not appropriate for our show, but. Uh... <laughs> Ooh. That's yeah, all right. I, I appreciate it. That you send me after the yeah. and then I'll be in on it. Yep. You betcha. Um. So, you know, so after Sunday, after Sunday, yes. What's next? We got Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes. No. Thanksgiving. And, no show next week. Right. Everybody who uh, has seen the schedule, you know, and, and heard me talk about it probably gets like, we're going to be off uh, obviously intentional because we wanted to get a good number of matches in the first three weeks and then have a chance to really get ready for Las Vegas, which, you know, we leave on a Wednesday uh, do the time zone change. So we give ourselves a couple of days to get acclimated and then comp- compete Friday, Sunday or Friday, Saturday. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Like, Hey, we're going to take care of our business this weekend, but then it'll be really uh, prepare for, for Las Vegas, which is always a good test. And at the same time, Hey, we'll get to enjoy each other for, uh, for Thanksgiving as well. Well, yeah, we'll be off next week. All all of us scattered about in different parts of the country. Um, but yeah, we'll come back before we uh head out to Vegas and uh get together to preview what um in my research so far should be a pretty incredible tournament. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's gonna be great. And um, you know, like I said, I'm looking forward to just seeing the growth of this team. I think that's gonna continue to happen. And and so again. This weekend, three more good opportunities. I expect these guys to come out and and compete again, um, you know, at their level. You know what I mean? Like you take some of these emotional distractions out and really hone in on what they need to do and and be better. And I'm confident we're going to see that. So excited for this weekend first. Can't wait to see it. Nine o'clock Sunday morning in Holloway Gym, if you can make it. Uh, Live on Big Ten Plus, if you can't. The Boilermakers, three duels. And – Last chance to see him in Holloway Gym for about a month. So so get out there and support your Boilermakers. 
Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, come out, people. Bring a friend. You know, uh, let's let's get some people bring, in bring there two. And, and make it loud. It's free. Yep. Beautiful. Coach, good luck this weekend. Tanner, good luck uh, on all of your moving pieces on Sunday. And uh, we'll be back here in two I'm weeks need to, it. to talk about all of it. All right. All the way up.